All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode eight of the Art of Approach podcast. My name is Tim Bray. I am a dating and approach coach, and I have my co-host, Will Mulvaney, with me today. Uh, this is actually an extension of our program, The Art of Approach. You can find out more information at theartofapproach.com. And what we do on this podcast, as with every podcast that we do, is we basically analyze dating advice and also share some of our own dating stories. Our format is we're going to first uh, review an Instagram reel that we just found off Instagram, generally with a coach giving some advice. Then we uh, field questions from Reddit, answer some of the top questions, as well as answering questions from our own community. And every time we're, we're going through these different types of questions and dating um, scenarios, we are trying to address the root of the problem rather than the symptoms that occur from it. So really trying to get dig down deep into why some things are working, why some things are not working when you're getting out there approaching and meeting real people in real life. So Will, would you like to take it away with the Instagram? Let's do it. I'm going to show you how to get rejected in three simple steps. Step one, think shitty thoughts. I'm such a piece of shit. I'm so fucking ugly. And I'm short. <laughs> There's no way she's going to talk to me. Yeah. Plus, I bet she has a boyfriend anyway. It's a waste of time. Step two, have terrible posture. And last but not least, overthink everything you say to her. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. Excellent. So, just to be clear, um, she is not telling you to do all these things. <laughs> she is just explaining this is how you will get rejected. Yes. Um, and I called this out, but this... Uh, makes me think of Alex Hermosi, who's like a business uh, influencer. And um, he talks about this. He's like, how can you not be successful? And then he's like, don't be consistent, you know, sleep in, don't do this, the stuff that you need to do. Um, so this is kind of like that perspective. So do the opposite yes. of everything like, she just said. Figure out the, uh, figure out how to fail and then do the opposite things. Yep. So let's actually talk about each, each of those specific things. So right. the first one was think shitty thoughts. Uh -huh. So Tim, how do you do the opposite? Yeah, well, um, where are those shitty thoughts coming from? They're generally coming from our own narratives that we built up about ourselves, our own inadequacies, our own lack of self-worth self and self-trust. So being able to do a deep dive and practicing, for instance, mindfulness and understanding that you're going to be able to pull, you're going to be able to practicing mindfulness meditation. You're going to be able to catch those thoughts that are coming up, identify them, question whether they're true or not. That's that's a big portion of our program is is really latching on to every single self defeating narrative that comes up, and these things are going to come up until we start to really take notice of them and really identify if they're going to you know if they're going to serve us or not or limit us essentially. So that's the first part. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And that goes way beyond dating too. Way beyond dating. Once Everything can, in life. Once you can catch those thoughts and do something about them, whether it's just, I mean, noticing a thought. If you follow any mindfulness, you know, meditation, if you do it yourself, you'll notice as soon as you catch a thought and you recognize it as a thought, it just poof, yeah. goes away. It's like magic. But it's only when you're, you know, attaching to thoughts. Yeah, emotions that they kind of 
cycle and they lead you down into this this rabbit hole of of whatever it is and you, and that's when you lose control yeah and it feels like in your mind there's like i whenever i'm meditating what i'm doing is i'm almost kind of picturing this cave where all these thoughts are kind of coming in all these sensations all these different things i'm noticing are coming in and it almost feels like there are certain kind of like channels that come in through the cave where you get a, a majority of these self-defeating thoughts and they're what I'm the way I think about them for myself is I imagine that they have to do with these channels built from experiences that I've had in the past. So if there's mm -hmm. been different things that have confirmed or validated in your mind that you're not worthy, they're all going to be coming from that particular channel. So a way that you can also work with these self-defeating beliefs and narratives and stories that you're telling yourself is to actually go back in time and heal those wounds. And that's what we do in, in the program, essentially. Yeah. And how do you build up a better belief? So let's say you're thinking, you know, you do have these negative self, uh, this negative self-talk. And it's like, you know, I'm too short. I'm too this, too that. She has a boyfriend. Where, um, where do you build up that other view or like that other narrative that can come in and be like, no, this is the way. Or is it just uncertainty? Is it accepting the uncertainty that, oh, I actually don't know what, what's going to happen. I don't know if she's going to like me. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, embracing uncertainty is going to help for sure that's not going to necessarily quell the emotions or the um the, the the thoughts that are coming up in order to do that you need to identify the origin of of where they were started right. um and in most cases what i see with going back into these earlier stories is finding the find the origin point and then providing empathy and acceptance for your humanity in that situation when you didn't necessarily where you were you were seemingly letting the world down and showing your unworthiness essentially or like where yeah where you learned that thing most of most of our most of the the, the times that we think that we're not worthy or we have that limit or we have that limiting belief about ourselves um lack of trust it all comes from these past experiences where we had to we felt like we had to do something different than what we did and that this is the origin point of perfectionism perfectionism being that i have to do something that's even better than what i can normally do so if we're able to go back to those points and and give ourselves the humanity and the acceptance and the empathy we're actually giving ourselves the the freedom to experience life as a human with errors and flaws and that by by doing that we're actually giving ourselves that trust and that love back does that make sense yeah so you're digging back into the past and then a lot of it is a lot of it is all rooted back there expressing that like empathy yeah yeah dude i uh we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about the self-love um with nicole yep and i had mentioned uh the breathwork experience i had and I had one this week, and it, uh, in this one, he was saying to repeat the, the following to yourself, and that is, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I love you. And uh, that, that I actually felt, uh, because that's 
expressing, I'm sorry for what happened. And then it's, I forgive you. That's the empathy. Mm. Like I can understand what happened, and I see why that happened. Yeah. And then moving on from there is the, I love you. It's like, let's move forward. Yeah. It's total acceptance. Yeah. I love it. So that's, yeah, that would be like your, if you have narratives that are based in like past experiences, past trauma, um, that are coloring the way that you see yourself or, or see the world, but, but you're saying like, you got to deal with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you can cut down on the chatter for sure. The problem is that <clears throat> most people wanting to make big moves, big strides in this field, if they're wanting to get out of the dating room, dating, dating arena, they're going to have, they're not going to be able to do all of that work. And the other way you can access that is by what you mentioned earlier, which is by embracing uncertainty and moving into it and basically showing yourself that you don't measure up to all those different stories that you have about yourself. Right. And that's a faster route. It's, it's certainly more frightening than it is to sit back in an armchair and talk about all your different stories and work through them. But those are the two, two ways that you can get through. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try to do the surface level fixes, like you might still have success in the hard metrics. Like you might get the dates. Um, you might like sleep with women that you want to sleep with, but, um, I think one good point is you're not going to ever, you're not going to be fixing that thing within yourself and you're not going to be able to experience that, uh, peace of mind. Like you were saying, like well, the quietness. Yeah. And we're talking about quality here. Yes. So you might get dates, you might sleep with women, but are they going to be the quality that you're really truly desiring? If you're just working at that top level service level. Yes. Great point. Um, the next advice for getting rejected was to have terrible posture. So you've been talking a little bit about um, body language, but this also, I guess this isn't, this isn't even about understanding body language. This is about understanding your own physiology. Um, and you had mentioned in our meetup group yesterday that in those moments when you're feeling um, nervous to talk to someone, like you have that fear inside of you, one of the best things you can do is to just like open yourself up, drop your shoulders, stand up straight. And suddenly your brain chemistry kind of changes yep. to reflect that mm -hmm. physical state. Um, and that's, you know, that's super powerful in itself because you can just, you know, change what your, where your mind is at and get yourself moving, get that momentum going. Um, I'm curious for you a question when, when we're in that nervousness state, it feels compressing. Like that's where the terrible posture comes in is it feels like you want to get small and you want to hide a little bit. Yep. So how do you, how do you get out of that? Yeah. Um, you know, attuning yourself, creating mindfulness about your body posture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Being, being. Just note, noticing it in other people too helps as well because it kind of reflects back to what am I doing right now? Mm -hmm. You know, I noticed I was in a conversation at one of our most me me uh, recent meetup uh, events that we had where we were out at Whole Foods and there was 
this woman that was I, I went up to talk to that was talking my ear off a little bit. I noticed my leg bouncing a little bit because I wanted to get out of that conversation. And, and I looked down. I was like, oh, look what I'm doing down there. <laughs> Your leg is like talking to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we go. Yeah. Um, so it is it is about creating that awareness with other people and creating that awareness with yourself for sure. But from what I understand of body language is that it has the potential to transform you just by readjusting readjusting the act of your of your body to fit that particular confidence state that you would normally have if you were just experiencing that so it it is kind of like a there's a front end and a back end the front end is using your mind to create the confidence and security and and um encourage within yourself to to adjust the body to, to express that and then there's also adjusting the body to feel that feel those qualities as well yeah and luck it's a positive feedback loop in both directions so it's either you have good posture that feeds your mind and you start getting confident and you have better posture or it's the other way right you have bad posture and then you start feeling nervous you start feeling small and then it continues right so you just want to get the momentum going in the right direction, which can be as simple as just getting, getting big. Getting yeah. Taking straight. up space um, for men when they're sitting, being in a receptive type of uh, posture. So, you know, what I'm doing in my chair right now, like leaning back, mm-hmm. you know, you watch any of the way that Don Draper from Mad Men would sit in a chair. That's essentially that sort of receptive, but taking up space at the same time type of, um, like being comfortable. Too, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Super. Yeah. Looking out for their own comfort for sure. Do you ever notice yourself mirroring other people or vice versa where like you like, I'll have that where I'm like standing a certain way, I'm crossing my arms, and then I like look over at the person I'm talking to, and I notice they're doing the exact same thing. Yes. Or like they have their foot up the same way that I do. A hundred percent. And that that's happens. another thing that you can also sort of back engineer as well if you're wanting to create rapport, is to focus on mirroring uh, body language, and um, and also you know another another big part of this that we talked about at the meetup group was noticing the foot the feet positioning mm-hmm. so noticing where their feet are 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 directed if there's one towards you and then there's one away that generally means that they're they're okay having that conversation but they also just might want to want to leave as well and you you can mirror that particular um position with your feet to give them or to align yourself with them and give them the sense of security that they're, that you're going to be of the same type of mindset that they're going to be of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's something about when someone's fully facing you with their feet, it's like they're in it. They're involved in this conversation. They're not thinking about going anywhere else because they're, there's nowhere to go. They're pointed at you. Yep. So that's Absolutely. definitely a sign that they are involved. Yes. Yeah. I encourage everyone to take a look at Dr. David Snyder's YouTube videos um, on body language. They're really, really good. They're teaching me a lot because this is something that men are just generally unaware of. 
we are just so not attuned to our bodies to begin with. And we're also just not attuned to reading other, other people's bodies as well. So women, on the other hand, tend to be more aware of that because they have a greater depth of, of, um, of intelligence in the realm of intuition and emotions. So they're reading these kinds of things and we're just completely oblivious to them. You know what I mean? Um, so for, for us, men, there's an, there's an added advantage of being able to carry yourself in the world through your body. Something, a, a, a great tool because most of, most of communication is body language. It's like a crazy amount percentage is, is body language. So there's an incredible opportunity to not necessarily fake the way that you're being in the world, but use the body to provide you, because the body affects your emotions the same way your emotions affect your body. There's a connection there. So using the body to increase the kind of qualities of your emotions that you want to bring out is not... It's not necessarily cheating, but it is kind of like a backwards hack. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of being oblivious, I had a, this female friend in college, and we had had like a short thing in our freshman year. And then I had a girlfriend in junior year, and this other friend was around. Like she would come to our like group hangouts and stuff. And my girlfriend was always like, you know, on it was she was on her radar, and um, and it was like the way she looked at her other stuff that she did, and I was always I was the oblivious one. I was like, "Why are you making this stuff up? Like this isn't real." She she's <laughs> she's not trying anything with me. She's just a friend, um, and that's totally I bet it was definitely came down to like body language and her reading the more subtle cues that I was missing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, whether whether they know they're doing it or not also right. is is totally it's just like, a debate. I don't think they even notice that they're doing it. No, I think it's it's a lot of it is subconscious. And it's like they just notice things and they're like, "Oh, that person is feeling this way." They just kind of have that intuition that guys have less of. Like yeah. we can tell certain clear ones, but there's a lot that we probably don't. There's also something about women that I heard, and I still cannot wrap my head around how this works, but apparently they can have feelings about feelings and can have feelings about those feelings and can yeah, have feelings about those feelings. feelings. It's about this, feelings. this tree of feelings where there's one thing that they feel about and then they can feel different ways about that and then feel different <laughs> ways about those things. I don't get it. <laughs> women Man. out there, maybe you can answer that Explain for me. Explain what's going on. Because guys are just like, I like this. I don't like this. We are very binary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have two feelings. Like, it's good or bad. <laughs> Anything beyond that is like, yeah, a thought. Yup. Okay, and then the last thing is to overthink everything you say to her, which let's just go into um, our Reddit post because that's going to tie in perfectly. Okay. Um, so again, just to tie back that Instagram post, um, a fun way of thinking about how to do the right thing is think about how could I do the wrong thing? Do the opposite. Yep. Okay. The Reddit post titled, What to Say When Approaching Girls. 
So, say I'm in a public place and I want to approach a girl I find cute. I'd start with a compliment, but how do I keep the conversation going from there? Like, say I wanted her number. How would I get from A to B? All right. So, how, Tim, how do we get numbers? <laughs> Where do we go? We start with the compliment. Yeah. I think that, I think we need to take the heavy burden of our success off of the numbers to begin with. Let's do that. Let's see if we do that. Let's see what comes about. Let's see what's offered to us because, um, what can some, what can a woman do with a number? She can either respond to you or not respond to you. So you still have a 50, 50 chance if anything's going to happen. How can you increase your odds of that? You know, of of that of that percentage difference increasing is by essentially by creating more rapport or just being memorable too. Being me- yeah yeah yeah. Even if it's a sh- quick interaction, like if one of you guys is in a rush, but you're able to make it memorable, then yeah. And and the way you're going to do all of this, by the way, is not by intentionally setting out to be memorable or se- intentionally setting out to create rapport. What you're going to do in that situation is you're going to allow that interaction to exist. And that's something that so many guys have such a hard time doing. <laughs> we just want to control every facet of it. Um, offer, the com- offer the compliment and shut up after that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying don't stop, don't stop talking, but just offer the compliment and then don't expect anything else. Just ride the wave. Because things, every time I get nervous about something that I'm like worried I'm going to say, and I, and I actually put myself in that situation, something organically arises to talk about. And if you're not, if you're having trouble figuring out what you want to talk about with the person while you're inside of that container, then you're too much up in your head and you're not as much present and you're not as much curious or interested in allowing this person to be something for you, to be a possibility of great attraction. So it's, it's actually two things there. So it's, it's not being curious, which is kind of like your own lack of intellectualism, I guess you could say, like about the world, not being curious about the world. Like there's so much, there's no excuse to not be curious about this world. This is a strange, strange world. I have no idea why we're here. You and know? especially when you're approaching a girl, like that's a crazy experience. And there's so much to be like curious about in that moment. Absolutely. And then the second thing though, is like maybe in a lot of cases, people don't want to open up those doors. Maybe they're afraid if they do, there might be an even bigger challenge on the other side. Yeah. And they are so, they're so happy with just getting to that point where they actually compliment the girl that they're like okay i did my thing i'm out i mean that that kind of thing happens all the time mm-hmm. right well <laughs> that's me all the time all, all the time. time we're like okay i did the thing i'm now i can go right <laughs> but sticking around allowing for whatever happens to come up i mean you're literally walking into a grab bag yeah and there's no way that you're going to be able to control any of it yeah. And then like, there's the, I think a recognition. So I talked to someone today who was talking, telling me that they, uh, they have this issue. They're like, I just don't know what I'm going to say. 
And that's one of the things stopping him from doing the approach in the first place. Um, we have another guy in our meetup group, similar issue. But then I'm having a conversation with this person and I'm like, you, you know what to say now, like you're talking to me. So it's clear that it's a blocker. It's not that they don't know what to say. It's that they're blocking themselves in some way. It's essentially an excuse, right? Yeah. I mean, it is for sure. Yeah. And it's, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Where you tell yourself you're not going to know what to say. Now you go in there telling yourself that. Now your brain is, you're, you know, your mind is away thinking about that instead of being in the moment where you know exactly what to say. Yeah. It is kind of, it is at the heart of it a cop-out, mm-hmm. I think, ultimately. Yeah. So where do you, where do you recommend these people go? The ones who are like, I don't know what to say. I freeze up every time. How can they get past that stage of just being so nervous that they can't talk? Well, you can express your nervousness. You can express the fact that I am so worked up in this moment right now talking to you because you are incredibly beautiful and um this is this is just a very this is not a very common thing that I do that I don't have words to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> that right there is is you know owning your current state and then make it a game okay, you you pick something to talk about <laughs> ooh i like that yeah yeah no i just I had this realization when you said that. I think when you express your nervousness, you are actually, you're pulling yourself back into the present. Yes. Because now you're not thinking about your nervousness. You're like feeling it and expressing it. And you're not able to ride out that story that it was telling you. That's beautiful, Will. Yeah. So that, that I feel like that might be a big piece of why that. So, because we've talked about how when you, mention that you're nervous there's like a magical thing that happens which is like you start to fall like you stop being nervous yep yep Um, yeah and i think you're right i think it's because it just jams you into the present moment right you start noticing it for what it is wonderful yeah so again for people not knowing what to say it is just figure out how to get present and that's probably going to take some practice um, doing it over and over, talking to strangers. Um, but make that your goal is how can I be just in this moment? Yep. Um, and then, you know, when you don't, when you are not present, don't beat yourself up, but just recognize it. Yeah. And I would even recommend saying that to yourself right before you do it. Like my goal is to be present mm-hmm. and allow that to overtake any of that kind of outcome and it's so hard to do it's so hard to not expect a positive outcome but that could be a way to kind of just like really direct your focus like my my goal in this interaction is to be present that's all you have to say to yourself and just think that the entire time as you're going through it and see what happens there is that when i say see what happens there's a I'm inviting faith to come in, I guess you could say. Faith and trust, surrender perhaps. See what happens um, is, is, is a way to just completely just you know, throw out any kind of, of those 
outside expectations. Yeah. Yeah, another one is how can I have how can I enjoy this? Um that's kind of another form of presence. Um and it's kind of a trick to your brain because your brain's like, "Oh, I really want this thing," which is like her number or her to like me or whatever it is. And then you're like, "Oh, but I have this other good thing, which is like I can enjoy this." Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I think the feeling of being present is extremely enjoyable, but if you haven't had that experience, if you're not as in tune with yourself, I guess, you know, you might, your brain might not be convinced. So being like, how can I just enjoy this? How can I have fun doing this interaction? Yeah. It's a good way to kind of get your brain into that state of presence. Um, and what kind of, what kind of joy can I bring to this person in our interaction? Mm-hmm. How can I, how can I pep them up? How can I, excite them how can i brighten their day those are all things that really when i get out there and i'm nervous when i say those things to myself they really make a huge difference yeah you really want to you know you really want to be in service out here out when you're out talking to women you know we talked we talked before about beauty needs a witness you know inspiring beauty in the world inspiring beauty in the eyes of the women that you find beautiful is such a true gift that you have at your disposal all the time and when you go when you go out and you forget that and your reptile brain goes straight to like oh what can i get out of this situation you know we lose that that brilliant opportunity that makes everything so much easier and the the paradox there is that you do enjoy it. You do get something out of it yourself when you do these things because you do get the you get to appreciate the beauty. You get to be present. You get to have a good interaction. Yep. But it has to come at the yeah from the perspective of not wanting that, mm-hmm. not looking to take anything, not expecting. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so no one should have any problems with talking to talking to girls anymore. We fixed it. Nope, we solved all it. fixed. Okay, uh, community question. How do you approach when you're alone? And this is coming from Avi, and he's not asking. Um, he's not asking how do I do it? like how technically like he knows he does these alone all the time. What he means is how do you get yourself to do them consistently? And get over that fear when you don't have a friend there with you, a buddy who knows what you're doing, who's going to give you that nudge, that accountability, or just, you know, see you do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if this will work in all cases, but I was thinking perhaps just texting the person, texting one of your friends. Yeah, you could do this. Anybody could do this in any situation. Text one of your friends. That you're going to, that when you head out, state your intention to them. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you're going to be creating accountability for yourself, even if your friend doesn't like respond right away. They'll see it later and they'll, they'll be like, so did you do that thing? That can be a way to really set yourself up. Because I remember talking to him about this a little bit. And I think it was him where we were talking about how he goes out on his everyday 
no, no, I was talking to, I was talking to another client about this. He goes out on his everyday business and when an opportunity comes around because he's not ready for it, he is, feels, you know, resistance. So what you do is you, when you are intentionally setting out to go and approach, um, send that text message that will get you in that zone where you know that the next time you're going to talk to your friend, you're going to have to say something about that. Cause they're going to ask, dude, how did it go? Yeah. And then you can't, yeah. You don't want to be like, Oh, there was a chance for it. Yeah. Didn't do it. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good idea. Just to have people in your life that know what you're doing, who you can text when they can't be there. Yep. Um, I went through this um, before I met Tim where I was trying to do this on my own and it was mostly because I was just embarrassed to be like doing it um, so I didn't really tell anybody um, and I can say it was really hard it was, it's very difficult to continue with consistency um, and doing it regularly and like you said like not being in the mode like not being expecting it to happen at that time so then you don't or i would not go out one day or for weeks um and there was just no one else who knew what i was doing so i could ignore it ignore the fact that i was falling off um so then once i met tim we never really went out together but just having someone who knew what i was doing changed everything so that's yeah that's a great point just tell yeah text someone text someone what you're doing and your intention hire a coaching program like the art of approach oh yeah that's gonna really get you there (laughs) for sure that's the uh the big boy move if you're really trying to make change big boys welcome yeah what do you oh i actually have a question your friend um yesterday was saying he came for the first time and he was asking about approaching alone or in groups like doing an approach with two people um and i have met people who are like i want to do it with someone else like especially if there's multiple women in you know in the group um so i'm curious what you think about that so like you have a wingman out or something like that with you yes boy um <laughs> I was just remembering the times that um I would go to this this gay night and there'd be a ton of gay dudes around and there'd also be really attractive women at this particular thing and I used to I used to buy gay guys drinks to go and approach the woman that I was interested in and then I would then I would just drop over and I would uh hop into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. That's a... uh, pretty stealthy, but also kind of like, I don't know. That's It's just, again, you know, we all have a unique opportunity here to to be brave yeah. and to show courage. That's, I think that's the biggest thing you're missing when you do that. Absolutely. You just don't get a chance to, to Absolutely. Show. And, you know, it's it's so easy to kind of fall into a friend zone kind of kind of place if you are using those other crutches to to help you get there um 
the biggest the biggest impact that that we can make is by going up and, and immediately saying you know i think you're beautiful or or waiting like a few lines into our conversation to admit it but just doing it like right at the at the beginning or at least in the first interaction sure yeah yeah, yeah. um Definitely. as soon as you can of course it the sooner the better um but there's that that unique opportunity is something you're just not going to get is easy it's not going to be as easy to do that when you have another person with you right you know i mean if you can just imagine like you and a friend going up to like a group of girls and the one you're interested in i don't know it would to me it would it would seem really strange that this one guy is just like i'm really interested in you and you're like well who's that i don't know for some reason that there's something so fun about going up to a group of girls alone. <laughs> and I know it I know how terrifying it is. Um but having done it like enough times where I'm like not over the fear, but where like the fear isn't stopping me, it's so much fun. It's like you almost are always embraced by the group just for doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Dr. David Snyder talked about in, in his body language course is how you can identify the primary influencer of the group by looking at every, everybody's body position and their, their position of their feet. Mm -hmm. By doing that, you can actually go and, and to the, the primary influencer, gain acceptance through, through them to the entire <laughs> group, which is very interesting, right? Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> Yeah. We are funny creatures. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think alone is best. It does give you that opportunity to be the guy like who can do that. Um if you're always the one who needs someone like a gay guy to go talk to the girl for you, then you're missing the chance to to uh fully express yourself fully express yeah your courage and and i would say the same thing if you're even if you have a wingman going up there right same thing you just it's just not the same yeah, yeah what we definitely. do in the what we do in the art of approach program though is infield coaching where we actually have a your we, we coach you with your having your headphones in and we we're talking to you and we're listening as you're going up and approaching. I think you can get away with that because they don't they don't know that there's somebody on the line with you. Um, that's also like, yeah, that's different too because you're not the person on the line is not helping you by doing it for you. That's yeah. the difference. When you have a wingman, they're kind of doing part of it for you, right? But when you have the coach, they're just there supporting you. They're like yeah. they're not telling you what to say. They're not telling you how to do it. They're just you know, maybe talking to you beforehand and then giving you that knowledge that someone is here with me. Right. Yeah. And I would especially say if you're doing the wingman thing and your wingman is approaching the group and starting the whole rapport, then okay. you're just basically sitting in the shadows the whole time. Yes. So you can see how that doesn't work. Yes. This is the one. Yeah. This is not something that can be done for you. You have to be able to put yourself there and be brave and do it yeah. yourself. But at least with a coach on the line, you have presence and you have support if you're doing the infield coaching. Mm -hmm. So that does that gives a, a certain amount of um, of uh, security, I guess you could say. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all of our reactions and uh, responses and uh, yeah, for today. Good picks, Will. So we're good there. Um, yeah. We're going to get into it? We have some good stories for today to get into. I saw your eye contact with me already, so I know exactly <laughs> which story we're getting into there. Yeah. So a um, couple episodes back, I think it was the New Year's one. I mentioned I was going to do something, and I've done it. Yes. Um, there is a girl who I've just kind of been around enough um, to, I mean, just know that I fucking am really into her. Like, I really like her. Yep. And so I told myself I'm going to have to tell her this. And the way that we've had our interactions have been primarily in kind of group kind of settings. Like there's always people around. And so for me, my whole approach, my like backstory has been doing this with strangers, talking to people I do not know. And with that, I have tons of practice and I'm good with it. I'm like, I'll fucking tell any random girl who I don't know that I'm into them. Um, but a completely different story here because I haven't had this type of situation where I like met the girl, um, kind of started to get to know her. And then I'm like, okay, now I, now I have to tell her. Um, so I knew I was going to do it. Um, and last Friday, I had an opportunity, missed it, was t talking to myself. I was fucking terrified. So much anxious energy in my body um, where like I almost went and then I was like, no, I can't. And then I almost went. No, I can't. Um, let me see. I'm ready to go away now. We were talking about how the body language. Yep. Um, and... Then I had the opportunity again, and I took it. Um, another thing to tie back, I was there with a friend, and at one point, I was having this internal battle where I was like, do it. And then the part of me is like, don't do it, don't do it. Like, please don't. Um, and I was having this internal battle for a bit, and then I, I didn't want to tell my friend because then I knew I would have to do it. You know that, like... As soon as someone else knows, then I'm like, okay, well, now I can't fail in front of him. Um, and so I told him, I was like, I'm really nervous right now. And then he caught the drift of what I was saying. And um, he didn't like push me to do it too much, but he just knew. And he was like, dude, you're going to do it? Awesome. Okay. And so then I'm like, okay, okay. So then the next opportunity I had, I like took a second and then I just walked in and I went up to her and talked to her so nervous like voice shaking heart pounding hands sweating like the whole everything um and i just told her like i'm so nervous right now but i'm really into you and yeah i did it amazing amazing let's give him a round of applause <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is a really really difficult thing to do yeah Will has graduated to goddess level. <laughs> yes. She is goddess level. Goddess tier. 
Yeah. And so then it seemed to go well. And then it became like, the oh, fuck, what now? Yeah. So you want to you walk us through that? Yeah. So I told her that she's fucking cool as a cucumber. Like, <laughs> so like her, her responses are so cool. Like she's just, um, I tell her like, I'm so nervous, but I'm really into you. And she's like, you think I didn't know that already? <laughs> Every time you tell me that, it is <laughs> racking me up, dude. Yeah. What else would a gotta say? <laughs> right. Come on, dude. It's, it's the... written all over your face. Um, and so then I'm like, my heart is pounding so hard right now. I tell her that. And she, um, then she asked me, what do you want to do about that? And at this point, I'm dying. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I this is all I had. This is what I planned out. This is um, how far ahead I thought. And she, um, yeah, she congratulated me. She was like, nice job doing this. Oh, yeah. So I was, thank you. It's cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it was. And then afterward, I was like mad at myself for being so nervous and not being able to break out of that. But um, yeah, I did it in the first place. So Fuck yeah. that's what I'm happy about. It's amazing. Yeah. So would you be interested in talking about what transpired after that? What? Um... Because there's some, there's some meat, meat and potatoes in there. Yeah about after the whole interaction yeah yeah so i end up um just being like let's just do something sometime like outside of this the group that we're in um and she i give her my number and she calls me just right away so i have her number um so i ask her to come to this party yeah um that tim invited me to and she's like, hey, I'm really busy, but um, so I can't commit. That's what she was saying. She, she can't commit to, to making it to the plan, but that she would let me know if it worked out. Didn't she agree to get together with you that night first, though? Or did I miss that? No, no, she didn't. Okay. So we didn't she, really talk. she's always said, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. Yes. Okay. That was her first response to it. Okay. And like in the moment. I was shitting my pants, so I couldn't like plan out anything. You know, like when we were talking. Yeah. I, I, nothing like happened there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it was, I can't commit, but I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, and so today I'm thinking back on that interaction, like how I just told you what she said. Um, and of course, how I was a nervous wreck the entire time. Um, and I started second guessing myself because right afterward I was like, okay, I gave her my number. I got her number. That seems like a good sign. Um, and what she said in the moment seemed like she was into it. Like she was expressing some kind of reciprocity. Like, um, then today I was thinking back and I was telling myself something different. And it was like that dark side of me being like, no, she did not like you. She was being nice. And she never said that she liked you. Um, and 
I was overanalyzing because she had said, you think I didn't know that? That's just her saying that she's, she's aware that I'm into her. The next thing she said was that, uh, she, um, she asked what I wanted to do about it. So then I was like, that's her being nice. So that's where I was today. Um, And I yeah, think it'd be I think it'd deep be, in my head. I think it'd be really interesting to just have our listeners go into their mind for a minute and think about what that particular phrase that she said to him really means. So what are you going to do about it? What does that seem like in your mind is really communicating? Yeah. Because I know what I know it's certainly not saying for me at least it's certainly not saying what will is chalking it up to well me. what my one part of me is saying yeah to me it, it seems more like that's an invitation it's like a like a challenge let's go let's you know what do you what do you got yeah what do you got you show me what you got right 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 and that's that's funny because that that's how i first felt that it was and it wasn't until i had time to sit and overthink it question it all that to uh yeah to come up with this other this other story behind it yep so this is one where it's like you got to bring it to court and it's the tim justice tim making the ruling. ding 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 yeah yeah so court that's, is in session. that's where my uh mind went on that and again it's so I don't know what it was about that, doing that approach. It, it, it was definitely that I just hadn't done that before with someone I knew. It was the, the level of quality of the woman and that the you saw That's true. in front of you. It's a mix of knowing the quality because I knew her. It wasn't just a stranger who I knew nothing about. And then it was also the feeling that I was risking something. Yeah. Which I I wasn't really, I don't think. Because I think... If she wasn't, if she isn't into me, I don't think it's going to make any difference. Do you, so do you, do you not feel that the stakes were higher in this situation? No, I definitely did. Feel oh, okay. It. It's like my rational brain is like, no, but they're not like, she uh, can know that I'm into her and she did know clearly. Yeah. She told me. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm like, she can know that and we could still have like the same type of friendship thing that was going on. I'd like, and it's better that she does know. Right. Rather than me pretending. Yeah. Her knowing that I'm into her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically, I'm saying it's a win-win. Me telling her is a win-win in either situation where she, where she's into me or where she's not. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's either way. For sure. Um, but you know, with, with this type of type of woman, you know, what I see is, I see is the, the, one of the big one of the big things in the way is the pedestal right mm -hmm. and if we're if we are going to approach that goddess level lady you know we're essentially putting them on a pedestal in that kind of situation um and in some cases we have to go through this like this really to me felt like you were advancing to another level in a video game or something like that um, 
and you know you 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 probably won't have to go through that many more situations like that i mean maybe maybe you will find even more goddess of goddesses bring them on oh, yeah I'm ready i'm fucking ready now <laughs> but um you know the reality is that this is kind of a transformational experience that you went through yes yeah and, and like the internal experience i had like game changer yeah and what the transformation really speaks to me is that there's a a next level of 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 women that that you you innately are able to attract you you have it everybody has it in themselves to attract that level of woman if they if they wanted to but you're actually having to go through the process of showing yourself that you're able to attract so convincing yourself yes that's the that's the transformation that you ended up going through and you ended up doing that by sheer willpower sheer courage sheer bravery um to get to that point and self-talk yeah because i had one side of me that was the whole time being like dude she's not gonna like, you're a piece of shit you're not gonna she's not gonna like you she's nice yep and then i had to have the other side be like dude you're the fucking man you yeah yeah you are worthy yes so that was like that was the battle there's one battle which was do it don't do it but then below that was like you're worthy you're not worthy you're, yeah 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 it's something else will yeah it was fun it was a fun experience <laughs> miracles can happen and in I this mean, world the, yeah i'm sure a lot of people have been through this just with like fears facing a fear which is like that relief you get that sense of like exhilaration oh my god in the moment of doing it it's like skydiving man jumping out of an airplane yeah. that level of intensity right <laughs> right yeah i was in fight or flight yeah totally yep and i was flying i was trying to flight <laughs> thanks for sharing that man that was a good really good share yeah dude that was a good experience yeah um yeah do you have anything for today yeah i wanted to share a few things because i'm uh still getting out there i'm still warming my way yeah, up yeah. tim's coming back coach tim's coming coach back. tim's coming back yeah we went to i've been going to the meetups with will and uh there was an interesting experience that i had at the groceries at the central market grocery store that we go to for our meat market uh meetup and i I, I started I started off with like a with a with a blast. I actually feel I honestly feel like I'm way better just going solo, even though without you know not hanging around in the group and and just going off by my own. And I ended up doing that, and got a got a bunch of like small low stake interactions with just anybody. I was just basically warming myself up, getting my social muscles warmed up. Um, just being the friendly guy. Yep, and that definitely definitely helped a lot. And as I was walking down one aisle, I wasn't seeing many many women that would would have to me been like a higher stake approach uh, for me to engage in. And I, but I did see one woman that walked by me, and as she was walking by me, I held eye contact. She held eye contact, and there was a smile. I wasn't. I wasn't that attracted to her. Um, so of course I made the excuse of not going and talking to her. But what I recognized a pattern that I have 
noticed a number of times over is that when I get signals from a woman, I'm actually more inclined to want to resist and push away that opportunity. And there's a, there's a level of pride that comes up inside of myself, a lot of unhealthy pride that is just like, yeah, I'm attractive. Like, that's why she smiled at me. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Like, I'd like, it's more so like the, I don't, I want to leave on a high note. Right. Thing, right? Like, I don't want to go up to her and discover that or, she's actually not attracted to me. Yeah. That's going to ruin, somehow ruin it. It's going to ruin the illusion, <laughs> which I'm feeding myself. I'm feeding myself this illusion, you know? Um, so I, I made a decision that, if a situation like that happens again, that's going to be my challenge is if I get a signal, I'm going to go up there. I mean, the level of ease that I feel approaching someone that doesn't give me a signal is so much higher. It's so much easier for me to approach someone that doesn't give me a signal. And I think, you know, maybe part of what's happening there is that there's no expect, there's less of an expectation of an outcome. What if I go and approach a woman that gives me a signal and there's nothing there, which is exactly what happened later because I, I gave myself that opportunity. I was talking to this old friend that I met at a, uh, that showed up at Central Market and I was talking to her. And as I was talking to her, another woman walked as she was walking by me had the eye contact on me the whole time and was smiling as as I was as as I was looking at her on the side of my my vision and uh and I got done talking to my friend and uh I went over and talked to her and it she, again I I I wasn't super attracted I was just mostly doing it to kind of like practice doing that I don't think that I don't think that she I, I didn't get the clear sense that she was actually really happy that I came over, which is strange. <laughs> you did have that eye contact. Yeah, that's what I experienced. Yeah. But nothing is set in stone in the dating world. It's all, it's all uncertainty. And I, again, I wasn't like disappointed that that wasn't the case, but it was, I think, you know, it, it also could have been, it could have been so many things, right? It could have been just the shock that a dude actually did follow up on the eye contact. Because if I'm not following up on eye contact or those kind of body language signals, then most guys are probably not either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of natural. Yeah. So maybe she was just shocked that I actually did it. That could be a case. Um, but also, I wasn't attracted to her. So there wasn't even the opportunity for attraction to occur from my side. I wonder if that was a part of it. That could have been the case too, yeah. Maybe you just had that energy that you weren't super interested and she was looking for that. She could have noticed. And didn't see it. Yeah. She could have noticed that I didn't have that energy. Yeah. So why are you coming over and talking to me then, dude? <laughs> are you doing this as some kind of practice? In which I did tell her. I did tell her that we were with a group. Um, pro tip, if you are nervous about going and approaching women in any kind of situation, you can always just tell her that you're challenging yourself to talk to women, <laughs> yeah. which I, I was just like, I'm in a group and we practice, we go here to practice talking to strangers. Um, and so that's what, that's what I told her. And it was, a, it was, it wasn't, wasn't a bad interaction, but it was certainly me, you know, facing a, a challenge that I saw out there for myself. Did, do you feel like it was not good because you had built it up? By the eye contact, you'd built up what you thought it was going to be. 
built up what I thought it was going to be. Like you had created this thing where it was like, oh, this woman's really into me. We just made eye contact. Now when I talk to her, it's going to be a exciting I think there was, I think that that it was just kind of a normal interaction. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. I think that there was an expectation that it was going to be something with a lot of excitement, a lot of joy. And I can totally relate to that. And I think tons of guys where like you get the eye contact and then that's kind of exhilarating in itself. Um, Being like holding eye contact with a stranger um, to the point where then you're like, okay, I'm good. Because you're kind of like up here now, and then you can have the interaction, and that could go down, right? Like you were saying, like, oh, I'm the man, like she <laughs> likes me, and then you go in, and it's like it doesn't seem like she does, and then all of a sudden you just lost that. Yeah. Where if you had just kept going, then you could have kept that like image of yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think curiosity in that case. That's another good way to think. It's like, oh, why did she just look at me like that? Let me go see. Yeah. You'll find out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like maybe I've heard it from you or I don't know who I heard this from, but they would talk about how just being so blatant with if you see a woman giving you eye contact, just going over there and saying, I noticed you were noticed you were looking at me. Oh, I've done that. Have you you have, I, I thought. Have. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, there's a time in the park I'm remembering where these two girls walked by and I was just looking at one and then she looked at me and she like held eye contact as she walked. And then I like ran after her and I was like, Hey, that was, we just made eye contact back there. And she's like, yeah, we did. And that was how we started the conversation. We just made eye contact over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it's happened. Like she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously she knows that. And, you, and we like play this game where we like pretend like, Oh, I didn't really know that. Like, right it seems weird to call it out but it's like yeah she knows that you just made eye contact <laughs> it's not weird to say yeah i love that i think that's so that's so brilliant mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna definitely try that myself yeah, yeah. So i i think it's good to see like the eye contact is an invitation to a conversation or to at least an introduction like if if someone gives you prolonged eye contact there's you know probably a reason yeah so hey i noticed that, that we made eye contact back there and i had to come and talk to you mm-hmm. boom perfect yeah it doesn't get any more straightforward or simple than that no yeah that's good um let me think what else yeah so we had our group meetup yesterday um and that seemed to go well. Uh, we didn't have a ton of the real people show up, but we had plenty of other people show up. So, Yeah, we had our old, old standbys. It was cold out. Yeah. And uh, we experienced um, maybe what is our first uh, double approach between group members. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if it's happened before. And I don't remember. It probably has happened, but without us knowing. Without, like, they didn't say anything about it. But yeah. this time, she called it out. Yep. And it happened to me. <laughs> yeah, Tim got the second round. <laughs> I was having so much. I was having so, I mean, I, I got a few in, but I just wasn't having that many that were caught catching my eyes, many women that were catching my eyes. And I, at the last minute, I was just like, oh, there's, there's a cute lady down this aisle. And I went up and I was very awkward. 
Very. And, and, you know, when I reflect on that, I, I don't think she was giving off receptive vibes. You know, I don't think she want she, she obviously didn't want to be approached because when I talked to her, she just seemed very, very unamused by the fact that not only did I go and approach her and give her a compliment, but somebody else from our group did as well. And, uh, I was just like, I, I noticed my, as soon as I heard that, I noticed my feet changed positions to be, you know, the opposite direction. And I was like, well, just wanted to give you a compliment. I wanted to get the fuck yeah. out of there as soon as possible. It was very uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, so is everything is fair in the uh, arena of dating. Yeah. She does not owe you conversation nope yeah that's um i wonder if you had sat in there for a little bit yeah i wonder would have changed i want i i think i think it probably might have but i also didn't really want to sit in there because i wasn't really all that drawn to her energy mm, either right. you know well, that's good then like because that's the main focus you should be having is like if you're drawn to them yeah you shouldn't try and force it just to see if they'll like you yeah right yeah what's the point of that yeah that but that was an interesting experience from that from that point of view right and Uh she said something like didn't or like someone else just did that yeah what exactly did she say she's like what's going on today (laughs) she's like do you have a roommate here in the (laughs) she asked about a roommate (laughs) who's doing this too like uh and then I just told her that, you know, I run the meetup group and it's for meeting strangers. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Just wanted to give you a compliment. That's all. Nothing, nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have, um, this is embarrassing. I've double approached people before. Oh. Where I didn't recognize them. Oh, I think, I, I, think I remember this. Tell, yeah, tell the story. a couple times. Uh, one time it happened. I went up to this. It was at Zilker Park and this girl with her dog. And I was like, you're drawn to her because she was beautiful. And I was like, you're so pretty. And her friend was with her and she was like, yeah, isn't she? Nice. Um, and then the friend was like, yeah, I think we've met before. And I was like, and then I realized, I was like, oh, yep, yep, we have. Um, and then I talked to someone else the same day, like 15 minutes later, same thing. Really? Yeah. You just totally forgot? That you talked to them? I recognized her as I was talking to her. Oh. Yeah. But it was like weird. The light was weird where I like could only see her silhouette kind of when oh, I went up to her. Got you. And so that's why I didn't like, I couldn't really see her face. Um, and then when I got there, then I was like, oh shit, I know this person. But yeah, that was, that was weird. Um, and that one actually went really well because I was like, oh, we've, we've met before. And then we got to talk and like, see how things have been going. Um, but yeah, that was weird. And then I was like, oh shit, like I've approached every girl in Austin. That's, <laughs> that's all of them. All the Zilker Park. Yeah. That is something else. But I mean, it's also just like, uh, who can blame you? I mean, you're attracted to who you're attracted to. and Right. No, yeah. I was just like, oh, I ran out. Like, <laughs> out of yeah. Options. 
and you ran out without like you know spending the entire day observing and analyzing should i go and do this you just right. went so of course you know you're going to stumble upon someone ever so often you know yeah, no. the point again yeah is what you were saying it's not a bad thing and yeah. obviously i didn't run out like there's so many women in austin i know um yeah but it felt like that <laughs> and yeah that's a good point it's not there's nothing wrong with being honest no siree yeah, yeah. no siree yeah cool uh, i think that's all we got for today anything else you got nope that's what i got okay. so thank you all for joining us this is the eighth episode of the art of approach podcast we'll be back next week with episode nine and if you're interested in our coaching program you can find more information at theartofapproach.com and we wish you all a very, very lovely week and look forward to seeing you again soon.